Welcome to the Science Communication Accelerator podcast. Today with Connie Boom, and you're gonna learn about personal branding. Let's go. In personal branding, it's not about uh, who are you with, who are your friends, or what's the name of your pet, um, but it's about your personality and your career. In the end, when you really build your brand, if people know what you stand for, then they will remember you. Hi and welcome to a new episode of the Science Communication Accelerator podcast. We had just started a new episode, but then we realized we're actually not recording. So this is the second take and maybe that's the first take that you can actually take away from being out in the social media sphere. It sometimes takes some takes to get uh, everything ready. Today we're going to talk about branding and I'm really happy to have uh, yeah, an expert on that here. Um, in the show today, her name is Connie, but her real name is Cornelia and uh, Cornelia Böhm, and she works at the automotive industry company Audi, and there she is a global social media strategist. So before we start into all the content, Connie, I would like you to say hi, and maybe you could give us a little and short introduction of who you are and what you do and what gets you up in the morning. I love already that you put my personal branding uh, like content, Connie, because actually that is what I do. I produce content. I produce strategies for the global channels for Audi, which also includes that I do the branding and let's get to what branding actually is in a bit for all the executives uh, of Audi and also for the technical experts, for everyone who talks about Audi. So for people who are specialized in their field and who want to get the message across what they're doing, what they're doing for the company and what are they standing for so basically i help people to uh, build their brand and build their reputation awesome and you not only do that at audi but you also do it on the side what's your expertise there um, I'm also um, think that this is uh, important for people who are not only want to do this professionally, but uh, branding goes uh, into your personal, into your private life as well. So I'm helping um, NGOs, um, I'm helping startups to do their uh, social media branding, as well as uh, PhD students, actually, because um, knowledge is also something that needs branding. Yeah, it's beautiful. Maybe we'll come to some some of the stories later on um, during the podcast. Okay, people who are listening to this right now, what you're going to learn in this episode today is what is personal branding? Why is it important? Why should you think about it? Why should you consider doing that actually? And how can researchers actually brand themselves? And that is independent if you're a starting PhD student or if you're already a bit more seasoned and you are uh, maybe wanting want to become professor or you are even a professor. So it doesn't really matter in which stage of the, the career you are, but this podcast is for anyone who actually wants to yeah, put your research out there a little bit and maybe get to be seen as well for that. And then we'll talk obviously about some strategic questions. What can you actually do? And as always, it's really important that the stuff that we talk about here that you don't do it 90% or 100% of the time. So it's always really important to balance that obviously with your other normal duties. And we'll talk about that as well a little bit. So Connie, let's kick it off. Can you tell me what is personal branding and why might some researchers actually, yeah, take advantage of it and may use it? Well, let's start with a question because I know not everyone uh, of you is a communications or a marketing major here, uh, maybe. Um, personal branding, two parts. The one thing is personal and the other thing is branding. Um, 
first of all, we talk not about private branding, but we talk about personal branding, which is very important to start with in the beginning. We don't want to put your private life out there um, because uh, in personal branding, it's not about uh, who are you with, who are your friends or what's the name of your pet, um, but it's about your personality and your career. And that thing we combine with brand. What is a brand? Like generally speaking, um, a brand is the image that is created in your head. If you hear, for example, Coca-Cola, you know exactly what they stand for. You have the red color in your head and you even might have the taste of Coca-Cola on your tongue. So the same thing works with um, persons. I mean, if I say like Elon Musk, you know exactly who he is. Um, same works for Bill Gates, you name them. Those are people, known people, you know where they're working, you know what they stand for, you even might know their values, which is very important if you go to a personal branding because this is where you get the connection. Um, you know what the people look like, you know also what they stand for and what you are standing for is exactly your personal brand. You might know like um, the sentence, um, your reputation precedes you. So um, if I'm saying like, hey, um, let's talk about science communication, then huh, who I'm thinking about, yeah, exactly, Julius. So um, I think this <laughs> is exactly uh, what, what we're working on. Um, and in the end, you know, when you really build your brand, if people know what you stand for, what's your field of expertise, then they will remember you. Um, so your reputation can work for you when it comes um, to your career building, when it comes to your visibility inside your chair, inside your group, but as well as on the outside um, to the general public, but also to other experts, to other groups and in the field of academia in general. Cool. That's really like, like it's a good overview. Branding actually comes from branding cows, isn't it? Like originally, but it's pretty much anywhere <laughs> in marketing, isn't it? Uh, let... <laughs> Who do you belong to? Like um, <laughs> which farmer are you working for? Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. And, but in the end, you know, um, the farmer is yourself and uh, you want to consume the fruits of your labor and you will do it uh, if you brand yourself right. Yeah, nice. But <laughs> we before we start, no, <laughs> no, no, that's cool. I love it. <laughs> before we started recording this episode, you told me that you that a person in your family is also a researcher, um, and then that this is where your journey um, about personal branding in, in, in with researchers actually, um, yeah, started. Can you give me some reasons why it might be specifically important for researchers to actually build their brands? Because Today I was uh, I'm currently curating um, a Twitter account. It's called Real Scientists, and there I was asking, why do you think that a lot of people actually are not on social media? A lot of researchers are not on social media, and then I got a lot of que I got a lot of answers. But the question is like, what? Like, give me some answers for how? Why should people actually be on social media, and what will it have? What kind of impact can it actually have on their life, and not on a general basis, but like more? Um, towards uh, more towards research yeah, and researchers. Well, the point is, why shouldn't you use any channel that you can to make yourself visible? I mean, if you're a researcher, you probably have an account on ResearchGate, uh, you have one on Google Scholar, maybe some other platforms. I mean, you could also say like, hey, I'm only publishing my stuff on paper and that's it. Um, well, you don't. And you don't because you want to have impact. You want to look for an impact. 
factor uh, in your publications. Um, you want to have many citations because they give you um, a reputation. They also give you, a, let's call it social authority in your field of expertise. So you build that in an offline work. You build it also in a special bubble of academia. And you can also use every way of communicating to build your expertise um, in that special field and to build your scientific authority in a special field. Um, talking about scientific authority, if you look at the last month, if you look at the pandemic, you see people are looking for thought leaders. They are looking for people they can look up to. They can ask their questions. They want to... Um, have researchers, really people who are so in-depth in every figure and in everything that comes to a certain topic in talk shows, because they are looking for people who have a specific kind of knowledge. How do you start looking for somebody? You start where you always um, spend the most time. WWWGoogle.com. Exactly. You Google like, huh, who is a big um, uh, name in the world of virologists? Um, who can tell me more about uh, lungs and lungs in general? Uh-huh. Okay. So every search of everybody starts at Dr. Google. Um, so what counts for... Uh, Patient also goes for the professional world. If I want to invite somebody to a talk show, I will start, mm -hmm, who do I have here if I don't have anybody in my network? Um, and this is also the point, being in a certain network, networking. It is something that you do as a scientist when you go on conferences, when you do... Um, I don't know, conference dinners, if you just have a beer with other PhD students, like the general thing that you do to get uh, to know people. Well, the last month showed us this is all going in the virtual world. So um, first thing, do it for your visibility in general. Do it for the visibility for your topic and do it for your own network in the digital space. Because this gives you um, opportunities. It really opens so many doors. Um, you will be invited to conferences. You will be invited to talk shows. You will be invited to talk about your special topic, even if it's only in a specific um, group of people uh, in your field of expertise. No worries. But then you will know five other people who are also working on that special field. And why, why you use social media for it? Because social media is the one that connects the whole world. Science is global. You don't sit only in your uh, faculty. You want to spread the world all over. And that's the beautiful thing about academia. It's not local, it's global. Um, how do you find global people working on the same stuff you do? Well, same thing as you're looking for people who are into interior design or who want to, I don't know, look at dark content. You go to the internet. Um, why don't you show yourself uh, with an avatar like you would do it in a forum um, with your science work. So create the avatar that you have on Google Scholar, the one that you have everywhere else, put it also on social media and get to know people. Get in contact with people, spread the world about you and about your work. Awesome. I love that you just like brought it all together. That's really helpful and cool. Before we really go into like how that actually can happen, it going out there always requires some kind of courage and i mean like i, I meet 
often people and um, and also online like some people start to say something but it's very often i feel there's some kind of fear to to get the exposure because when you go out you always get exposure and that can be a good thing and that can be a not so great thing now since you have been out there and maybe helping people to get started what what do you also see that there's i don't want to call it fear but like unease maybe and how do you help people to overcome that to to get started because so far this was a bit of a marketing talk what we've done so far but it i feel is very often you know there's like personal personal yeah values and yeah and fears in involved as well so could you talk about that as well how do you get people started if they don't feel very comfortable in the beginning i think um unease is this is the starting feeling that you have for everything um remember your first talk Remember first defending a topic that only you know about. Ah, this is so hard to overcome. Same goes for visibility. If you put yourself out there, if you publish your work in any kind of way, this is so exciting. Um, and it also um, contains so much fear. But I like to work with uh, an image. Um, I also... Um, telling those people who really want to go out there as an expert, uh, expert um, it's your profile. So if it's your profile, it's your party. So you don't have to invite everyone who has to say something on the internet to your party. You are the host uh, of what you want to talk about, what the motto of your party should be, and who you want to have in your living room. That's the good thing. Um, look at LinkedIn. You don't have to accept everyone who is uh, sending you Dodgy. connection requests. <laughs> <laughs> Every bot on Instagram, just throw them out. Um, mm. And if that's not working, call the Twitter police uh, to throw them out of your profile. Um, the good thing is you can curate who you want to be with. In today's social media work, you can um, have your Twitter lists. You can find um, your own personal bubble. If you go on Twitter and you say, like, I'm going in the academia chatter group, a hashtag, um, Then there will only people who are um, working on the same stuff, working with the same problems, maybe also um, in the same field of expertise as you do. And you can really go into your community. You can become a tribe leader in a really specific field. And you don't have to um, feel like, okay, if I'm out there, the whole internet is going to see me because no, you might start with like zero followers. Everyone starts with zero followers and that's just how it is. <laughs> so you have to people, hey, the party at my profile is really good. So to your next birthday, there might be five people. Hmm. And, and then, then it's 10 later, people. Then, yeah. um, and then if there's one of them who is trolling you for doing what you do, um, you throw them out and you find other people who really fit in your crowd. So oh, I, I like think um, your profile, your party is the thing that really is an image that helps you to curate who you want to be on social media. Yeah, no, I like that. That that's really that can that's a very empowering message. Like it's this thing of like this is your party and this is your uh your bonfire and you can invite who is sitting around the bonfire and drinks beer or whatever orange juice with you and who is not allowed to be at the party in the bonfire. Cool. If I now say okay i would like to promote my research better i would like to go out there it's very easy to get a bit overwhelmed because the number of social networks that are out there has been increasing substantially with polywork joining now and also some things like clubhouse and uh, spotify green room these are like new stuff that's coming up where would you advise a person to start when you don't have a lot of budget when you're like yeah just a 
normal regular researcher lady or researcher dude um, where what do you what kind of advice would you give um, well start with the basics um, yeah. and the basic always is a LinkedIn profile why because Google loves LinkedIn they love that <laughs> um, you put your resume in there you can also put all your publications in there you can um, curate where you have been published and you can really start at a professional network where there are less people um, who are trolling you less people who just um, yeah you don't want to have at your party it's so, also because they they everyone who's there pretty much has to put their clear name in there isn't it so that's exactly. one of the reasons so yeah. um it's like um the easy swimming uh, lane for everyone to start with um so for your visibility start with linkedin and then it depends it depends where are you located um what um kind of person you are and what you want to achieve if you say like hey i'm a person who is really comfortable like talking hey, why not start something that has to do with um, audio, like a clubhouse session about, I don't know, mm, whatever is your field of expertise. Um, or you go and say like, hey, um, I have so many things that I want to um, show people. Like, for example, what am I doing under my microscope? Why not start an Instagram account and um, do some more artsy stuff or photography out there? Maybe you are even in visual arts um, as a major or uh, promote. Um, yeah, promotionsstudent. Um, uh, PhD student. PhD student. Thank you. <laughs> My German is uh, cutting in. Um, then this You're could doing be fine. The, per the, the perfect channel for you. Um, in general, Twitter is also a very good tool. Because with Twitter, you can drive engagements on your publications. So what does this mean? Um, if you put a link, and I would always um, advise you to shorten your link to your publication, to Google Scholar, for example. Um, put it uh, in a tool like Bitly that shows you how many people used that link. And then... How can you spell Bitly? B-I-T-L-Y. Dot com probably, isn't dot it? Com. Exactly. I'm definitely going to put it into the show notes. Put it in the show notes and people just Google link shortener the yeah. first. Um, yeah, um, because there's also others like tiny URL and stuff. You but can I think also Bitly, use that Bitly, Bitly, Bitly is, 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 it looks nice and it's very straightforward. I, um, I can also recommend Nanomize. That's a Finnish uh, company. Um, so they're really reliable and you also can customize a little bit. Um, so maybe we can make a short summary on tools you could use. Um, then you can, if you put that link, for example, in your Twitter profile or also on your LinkedIn profile, you can see, um, well, you can collect some data. You can see how well is um, my social media um, profile performing because you can see everyone who clicks um, on your Google Scholar. And then you can see, hey, how many people am I driving from my social media profile to my um publications also if you do this if you uh, publish an article in a journal for example you can also use the short link and then you can promote the short link and then you can see hey um is actually my work on social media paying off um for my research so i know scientists love data so this would be an easy thing to see like um mm -hmm, there is some return of investment for my uh, work on social media here so this would be the two basic things um 
Well, the next thing that you actually have to think about is, mm, who am I? And this sounds a little bit like psychology. Um, but in the end, you have to think about, um, what do I want to stand for? I mean, it's easy for you as you have already like chosen a field of expertise. So you have special topics um, where you are doing your research, where you can really talk about in depth. But the other thing is really soft skills. So what do you want to be known for? For somebody who is a really good communicator, who is very trustworthy, who is a very good presenter, or maybe somebody who is very good with data. So this is really the question that you have to ask yourself at the beginning. What do I want to stand for? What is the um, yeah? What is the things that I want to be said about me if I'm gonna ask somebody else? So this or if is, you're not in the room, is it? What is it? What is it that the people talk about me when I'm not in the room? Exactly, that's the yeah. the basics of PR. Um, yeah, okay. So yeah, what 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 do I want to people to know about me? And also, um, what is it except for my topic that I'm standing for? And if you then want to um, get even a level higher, you're also thinking about your style. Um, I mean, you could even get your personal branding that far that you say, like, every presentation that I'm doing, every figure that I'm building um, has one language of um, identity. I'm always using the same colors for my figures. I will always use the same PowerPoint presentations where everyone knows, okay, this is Julius Wäsche. He will always use uh, his um, Psycom green for his presentations. Um, <laughs> you uh, will also have your profile picture on green and all your publications will have um, the same um, visual identity. And you also um, use that uh, if you create content, if you um, publish anything from you, everyone will know, okay, this picture, this topic belongs to Julius. Yeah, but that's already pretty advanced. And I'm like, oh, I should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have this I have this idea about making uh, making a report next year about uh, German uh, the, the social media performance of German research institutes and just mm -hmm. put it out there to like show them hey you're not doing a great job but uh, I was just thinking maybe that could be actually yeah done in the Psychomax colors that would be cool um, yeah very cool um, you just mentioned LinkedIn on the one hand and you also mm -hmm. mentioned Twitter um, you did not mention stuff like yeah yes you also did mention Instagram for instance and you also Clubhouse um, I was wondering, when you think about LinkedIn and Twitter, how would you differentiate between the two networks? Because what I hear is that when you start Twitter these days, it's not that easy to to drive it, but maybe that just depends on how strong you drive it, like how much you do. And on the other hand, I hear that LinkedIn is still kind of growing well, so it's easier to get a lot of views there. However, I feel in the last two months it has been going down a little bit. So I was wondering, do you share these um, assessments or... Um, am I totally off? And um, yeah, that, yeah. Give me, give me your thoughts on that. Um, it always depends on your bubble, on your community. Um, mm. I mean, you have to do community on um, both channels. The easier um, thing is to start on LinkedIn to find um, a presence um, to begin with, to connect really like your colleagues, everyone you have ever done a collaboration with and really um, start a small network and share mm. your content there. Um, also putting longer articles on LinkedIn and then mm. matching this with um, Twitter. Because on Twitter, you can really um, 
build a community very fast, very easy, if you are in the right bubble. If you found your right hashtags, if you really know um, what's going on in, for example, academic chatter, what the big accounts are talking about, and then you start like hacking the conversations by seeing, mm -hmm, okay, so this is a thing that everyone is talking about right now. I'm going to talk about that as well. There are also tools for that. Um, hashtag 24, for example, we can see like, okay, what is Germany talking about? What is India talking about right now? Is that a web page? Exactly. I will put it oh. in uh, the yeah. script for uh, the show <laughs> the here as a very yeah. good uh, tool to use that. Um, so this is uh, to see what is the world talking about. This is on the one hand very interesting. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, uh, put the w people you want to talk with in a Twitter list. Um, is it other researchers? Is it people um, who um, you would love to work with someday? Is it big scientists, big names where you say like, Ah, oh, Harald Lesch. I always uh, wanted to have a small uh, Twitter exchange uh, with this guy. Um, Who is Harald Lesch for the international community that is not German? Okay, um, so he's uh, a science moderator in German TV, and I think he's like the scientist every German uh, trusts. So, um, isn't that the goal for everyone? The scientist that everyone can trust. Beautiful. Well, <laughs> um, knowledge marketing is a thing these days. So, um, and if you look at uh, Mani King, who just um, really uh, had a YouTube show um, and also published her book on, on, on science communication that you can really see you can you can make it also in the in the science community world. Um, yeah. Just uh, do it right, put yourself out there and then start marketing your LinkedIn articles on Twitter to give them the extra put, push of reach um, that they deserve. Cool, nice, nice. You already mentioned some tools now or like some web pages. What other things do you do, do you have in mind that people can actually use and what do you yeah maybe just put them up because i have some others like like in mind but maybe you start and then i, I ask you about two 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 more i think it's um in the beginning not even so necessary to start with tooling because at the beginning start with putting a profile picture the same profile picture on every social media channel you own also, That's really important. So really, just to, that people recognize you recognize again. Recognize you. Yeah, yeah. Use the same picture everywhere. And you don't have to change it every month. Like, I don't know, your mm. Tinder profile or whatever. It's totally <laughs> enough to have one picture that everyone knows you. And where you're also not looking strange, but more like on your CV, a picture when everyone can take you seriously. It can be a little bit more personal, but really have a look at it because um, this is an important part of your personal brand. And then put a um, header on your social media channels where you can put in your topics. If you say, I am a um, geophysicist um, working in this and that field of expertise, Put it in your header because the first thing people will Google is your LinkedIn profile. They see your picture. They see what are you working on and uh, what and your no core one, values yeah. are. Yeah, and no one cares if you're a professor, associate professor, assistant professor or researcher, isn't it? It's it's about the topics that you cover, isn't exactly. it? That, that's exactly. what matters. People Exactly. So um, don't get too sciencey what exactly you're doing. Try to really um, do it for a broad audience and try to explain it like you do it to your grandma, what you're actually doing, because otherwise other people won't understand it anyway. A good tool um, for um, building headers, for example, for 
building social media content in general is Canva, C-A-N-V-A. Um, it's a free tool. They have so many um, layouts you can use. Um, they have layouts for LinkedIn, for Twitter, for headers, for Instagram, filters, use it uh, yeah i use it as well and i feel sometimes overwhelmed because they have so much <laughs> like you can even use vi videos and everything um yeah. yeah i use it very basically but yeah it's a beautiful tool and it's like it's a bit like uh powerpoint uh, but it doesn't come from uh from microsoft and it di it's directly made pretty much for social media content making exactly i mean you can yeah. put you can build your stuff in powerpoint or um also in in um Adobe products, for example, but um, Canva is so much more convenient and you can also use it on your phone, iPad, whatever, mm. wherever you are. It's uh, iOS and um, Mac and Windows uh, compatible um, and a really smart and easy tool uh, yeah. to use because they will also give you content ideas. Um, yeah. So this is where I would start and then I would go and do some research. For example, um, ask the people is also a very good tool where you can see what are people in the internet and therefore in like general chatter wrapping their minds around when they think about special topics. If you mm. put um, at ask the people car, for example, you will get everything that everyone ever puts in Google about car. Um, so you see like, okay, this is questions, those are things that people wonder about, this is uh, topics they are interested in, and this could also help you to find uh, what to talk about. So um, if you're in a very specific field of expertise yeah, like neutron yeah. scattering mm -hmm. oh astrophysicists are a really um good field especially because so many people are interested in sky and you mm -hmm. know with uh, everything going on um with, with elon musk SpaceX and, and, uh, and uh, yeah, spacex yeah. and everything everyone is so into oh i'm i'm the space, new astrophysicist space, now space. space is so great um <laughs> so um, hey astrophysicists out there this is your chance right now <laughs> to do some good personal branding everyone uh, wants to have a special insights um so this is also a good idea to really see what are people talking about as special uh, tool. And then you engage, isn't it? That's like, in, isn't it in, in general that the things like when you post something, you always have to answer to the, the people when uh, yeah. when you get something. Because I feel that's one of the basic rules. And I see so many people also, also professional organizational um, Instagram accounts or Twitter accounts, whatever, from Fraunhofer, from any other like, Okay, now I'm now this. I should probably not say specific names, so I don't do that. But I see it all too often that they you post something, they post something, someone replies, someone likes it, whatever, um, and then there's no 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 answer really. It's well, so it's so random. And the that's point like, is it's called social. <laughs> exactly, but if you put it not only in a digital way, but if you just put it in an analog way, you have those people at your party and you don't talk to them. Hmm. Hmm. Or you just talk to them and then they talk to you back and then you don't answer. And then you uh, um, put your back on them and you go away. No, this is not how this is going to work. I mean, social media always means going into conversation. You have to think about um, your social media post like it's your presentation and the comment section is your Q&A. And if somebody asks you something, then please give them an answer. Or if you answer like, hmm, I don't know, we have to look uh, much more into this because there is no answer yet, but great idea 
this is also an answer um and people feel seen and then they might come back to your party or might come back to your talks yeah exactly because this is also a tool people underestimate um if they get a good experience with you if they um got an answer for you if you help them with anything they will tell other people they will say like ah um then i ask about this and that topic and then then will they will multiply And this multiplication effect is also very important because if you comment at somebody else's um, content, if somebody comments at your content, then this will be seen in the other person's timeline. So I will know if you had a conversation with somebody else. I can engage as well, but it won't work if you just stay silent, if you just scream something out there, but you don't get into an actual conversation. Because this will help you on LinkedIn, on Twitter, wherever you are on the social web reaction, even if you just put up a like or a clapping thing, this is also pushing your visibility very hard. Yeah, cool. We were talking about tools, so I'm just gonna tell you TweetDeck and Buffer. And I was wondering, do you use them? Do you think they're They, it makes sense to use them or does it, should people wait a little bit before, they, before it actually makes sense to use them? I think in the beginning it doesn't make sense actually. Make sense. Um, yeah. You have um, to put content out there. What is and Buffer and TweetDeck? Just very quickly. It's some social media tools where you can publish your uh, content, for example, automatically at a specific time, where you can shuttle your content, um, preload um, some things, and it will be automatically posted on the special platforms. Yes, you can do that if you say, like, I have a throwback Thursday format every Thursday, or I'm gonna do, like, um, I don't know, DNR, uh, Dienstag, or whatever you feel of expertise. <laughs> Tuesday. Um, Tuesday doesn't work, so. Um, um, <laughs> so that's what you said in German. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but that's cool to know. Science be- Sunday. Um, yeah. I think in the beginning, um, it's not. And that's super okay. Yeah, so people, if you hear this, it's... Don't nerd Connie, too much about it. Really, yeah. Con- just Connie start. Gives, <laughs> Connie allows you to not use any tools, but just uh, just, just, uh, just post and comment as you, as you feel when it's right. And uh, yeah, cool. I've got two more short topics uh, to talk about you before we wrap up, Connie. And the first one is um, how often to post. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's such a thing as a rule, I don't think there's a rule, but maybe what to talk, like what you take about. And later on, I'll ask you one thing about podcasting and then, then we yeah. call it a day for the day. So well, how often to post? The thing is, if you want to be seen, you have to go into conversation. Um, different platforms have, um, other ways of communicating. So Twitter is very, very fast. So you have to produce so much more content on Twitter. The good thing is you can split content. If you say you have a new publication, you can't only put it out once, but you will have many different aspects in your publication. There will be so many things you can talk about your publication, who you did it with, when you did it, where did you do it, in which library did you do it, where did you start, where did you fail? Um, And I mean, now it's already eight tweets that you could send out. Um, <laughs> there you go. Then multiply you, your content easy. Multiply your content now. Like like um, do always bits. Um, make snackable content. Do it short. Um, also give people like the one sentence thing where you want. What do you want to talk about? What's the takeaway that they should get from this specific tweet? Um, and then you have uh, different chapters in your work. You can publish each chapter once again, and there you go. You have 
handfuls of content and you can live two weeks with only one publication. Um, on LinkedIn, on the other hand, I would put a specific uh, topic of your um, research, for example, in a long read, where you can always link back to. Um, so I would use it like a microblogging platform um, where you say, I will put longer articles here, and then it would be enough to have like one long article a month, um, but engaging with the community every day. Um, and I always recommend like two to three postings um, a week. Now you will ask yourself, uh, what should I talk about? I'm only sitting at my desk. Uh, nothing is happening to me. I'm doing some da data stuff. Well, there's always something going on. There could be um, something uh, to talk about your group, about um, a new publication from somebody else uh, that you could talk about because you find it really um, good and find it inspiring and maybe it helped your research because also curating other people's content is content for you in the end and if you and they get be they get to be aware of you as well if you link exactly them in your post, because they it? will know if i put at julius mm -hmm, julius will know that i have mentioned him and they think oh cool somebody um has noticed my stuff nice so two to three times a week would be the perfect interval for um linkedin for example if you go for Twitter, you can tweet away, I would say. Um, feel free if to you've... do even two tweets a day, but um, that's not even necessary. But at least be active once a week and um, talk to your community. Yeah. And that, that there you already see people that there is quite yeah a continuum of, uh, of approaches or uh, of how much you, you should or you can or you must tweet or post whatever so it's i think in general it's really important that you don't overwhelm yourself and that you have fun while doing it and if you feel very very in the in the groove uh, you can do it three or four times a day and if you feel like very a bit overwhelmed and uh my professor just didn't like my work that i presented yesterday then it's super okay to not post or not tweet and it like i feel it's like oh you can also your, tweet your, about that you can you say like tweet about how? that how am I going to handle this? <laughs> How am I going to handle this? My professor doesn't like my work. Academic yeah, yeah. Twitter, please send some help. No, I mean, this is exactly, you can also talk about your experiences and your feelings. And um, this is and exactly okay. the, the, the yeah. voice that you that you can find on, on a, specific, a specific platform. Yeah, and like that, you actually show other people that not like, you know, very often I feel that people think all everyone else is performing so much better than I am. But if you share these kind of fails, then you give other people the opportunity to realize, okay, I'm not the only one failing. Um, um, and like that, you actually also build community. Obviously, it depends how much privacy you want to put on the social platforms. And Connie talked about that very much in the beginning, like in the very beginning. Um, but it can actually be also be relieving to just share that kind of stuff. Um, um, and then you should yeah, figure out if you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like, yeah, that's part of the science pr uh, process, isn't it? Very great. Cool. Last question, Connie. We did not talk at all about podcasting. So the question, my question would be, how do you see podcasting in all of this large topic of personal branding? Does it make sense? For whom does it make sense? Um, yeah, give me, give me your thoughts. Well, the thing is, if you're somebody who doesn't like to talk, then please don't go into a podcast. <laughs> um, and you don't have to. This is also something where I said, like, find your individual voice on social media if you're much more um a written person go on twitter if you're somebody who likes to write long pieces of work 
build your own blog um, or go on LinkedIn and do long reads. Um, the good thing about um, podcasts is that you have a specific voice branding. Um, you can really get to know a person by hearing their voice. You can hear them think. Um, and it is such a nice addition to just yeah. reading text, to just see a picture. Um, if somebody talks with emotion about and uh, about their research, you know, if you have somebody who's totally passionate about um i don't know his recent found of an archaeopteryx or whatever this is something that voice can really transport and again it's easy to consume for everybody who wants to i mean i usually listen to podcasts while i'm biking to work or um i don't know go grocery shopping or whatever Um, it's something so easy to put on the ears and um, you will get this emotional connection to your community that nothing else um, can actually give as good as this personal voice in your ear. Yeah, and people then build up relationship with you, isn't it? Like Exactly, in best, and, and in, in, in a more emotional way than just reading your tweets because yeah. they will always read it in their own voice in their head never in yours and so you can give them the context the emotion and the passion about your specific topic even on a totally different level that is not only professional but also emotional and i think this is um if we want to uh, close um the circle to the beginning then you have like personal branding you know the brand is the thing that you do as a profession this is your topics that everyone is thinking about but the personal part is really what do people connect with you what your values are what are you standing for as an individual and to bring this together audio could be like the perfect thing to do Connie, that really sounds like a wrap. Thanks for joining us today. Joining us, joining me. <laughs> Who's us? Who's us? No, so it's really people. awesome. No, and I, I think your name, Content Connie, really, yeah, it really, it, you, you showed, you proved it. So, so that, um, I highly appreciate it. I put it on my LinkedIn. <laughs> Content Connie, here we go. If people want to reach out to you, if they have questions, or if they really want to, I don't know. I don't even know if it's possible to book a session with you, but if people want to reach out, where could they find you the best? I guess I LinkedIn or Twitter? Google <laughs> and they put in Cornelia Boom. Um, then you should usually find me, but um, LinkedIn is always a good idea, but I'm also found um, on other social media channels that you find me uh, under the name of Sundays at 12, because I'm using that for 10 years now. So this is like my personal brand cool yeah i'll also put some links into the show notes so that people can actually find you if they want to cool thanks connie for being on the show and joining me for today's session of the science communication accelerator podcast thank you Julia. folks that's it for this new episode of the science communication accelerator podcast thanks for tuning in and yeah spreading the world of science into the world Let me know if you have questions and really, if you have particular questions, really send me an email. You find me on julius at psychomax.com. Psychomax is S-C-I-C-O-M-X. Yeah, that's it. Take care and have a good week. We see each other or listen to each other or hear each other next week again. Take care. Bye-bye.